0: Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen
1: Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association.
0: Hey ladies, this is Carmen and we welcome you to this week's Priority Now podcast. And this week on the podcast, we have two of our own Illinois Baptist women, Jill McNichol
1: and Jeanette Cloyd. I know a lot of you know them and they know you. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to be able to just connect and and to have some time to chit-chat. Thanks for letting me be here. We're glad to have you, Jeanette. Jill?
2: Hey, ladies. I'm glad to uh, have a chance to connect with you all. We're looking forward to just a time of visitation and uh, to connect with you all.
0: I invited Jill and Jeanette to be with us today because Jill and Jeanette have been part of this Priority Now journey. And and obviously they've been part of planning our priority event for several years and and the annual meetings way before I joined IBSA. But they were part of when we started to feel God, you know, taking us in a different direction to do Priority Now before COVID officially hit us. So um, I want want you to get a glimpse of how we saw God working behind the scene. So I'm going to ask Jill and Jeanette to share with you guys um just some of the highlights is you you saw God taking a vision and taking a plan and start to rework it that it was just sitting there ready for the picking at the time covid hit our hit our the landscape.
2: I'll step in first I guess. When we went to January board meeting, it just seemed like every speaker we heard or every conference or breakout that we went to was leading toward priority. And so we were looking forward to, of course, meeting in person. But what we began to sense was, even way back then, when I look back now, I see how God was leading and directing us in just a little bit different direction. And I remember reading the scripture, 1 Timothy 6, it's somewhere 10 and 11, somewhere in there. Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, But you, Timothy, you belong to God. And so follow what is right and what is good and pursue the godly life along with faith and love. And so I took Timothy's name out of there and put my name in and said, but you, Jill, belong to God. And I think that was a sense that the women as we gathered wanted to share with all of Illinois Baptist women was who they were who they were uniquely were in christ and uh, we just didn't have any idea it would shake out the way it did
0: Another mm, statement <laughs> i remember sitting in the in the the car you know between meetings at january board meeting and we had already known that we were going with christy cole as a primary speaker and this this is their concept you know we knew that was going to be foundational. But I can remember some of that conversation going back and forth between us. And we just knew that we, we couldn't get women to come out of the gate believing they, they could thrive until we got them to the point of urgency that they wanted to. You know, like I can't stand on the sidelines anymore. Jeanette, share some other thoughts with the ladies.
1: As Joe mentioned, when we were at January board meeting and we started listening to what was being said, and and, and also as I listened to Carmen and some of the, the vision that she had, not only for what the meeting was going to entail, but the numbers of women that she foresaw being part of it, I was almost overwhelmed to think that it could be something that big and something that grand. And yet at the same time, I knew that God was in it and I was excited to see what he was going to do. We moved forward then and, and things kind of started falling apart. And, and I myself, I I will admit, I kind of started wondering what was going to happen. Were we going to have to cancel? What were we going to do? And it was exciting to me to be able to see that that vision that started way back when, before we even knew about COVID, um, actually came full circle and actually made priority a bigger thing, I think, even than it would have been otherwise. And so it was was an eye-opening experience for me to see God at work. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Jill shared the scripture and, and Jill, I grabbed my Bible real quick because I wanted to turn to Revelations 3.1 because that was the other verse. I remember us specifically talking and it, it was um, it was sobering for us, you know, and I remember having a prayer meeting in that hotel room that night, you know, after a lot of discussion on our knees, you know, before we, we all went back out again, pre, pre-COVID, but that verse Revelations 3.1 says, I know your works you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. And that was just, I just remember that was so sobering for us because that was our wake up. We knew that we needed to wake us up and wake wake everybody else up because we, we are busy and we were about work but we knew, we just knew, we didn't quite know the what, but we knew we were missing something, you know, and that verse was just haunting to us. And I just, I just remember that prayer time. Um, now let's go ahead and move forward because now COVID's on the scene. You know, I remember the Friday when I'm calling, you know, and I'm saying, man, can we, can we do this a different direction? And, and getting you guys, you know, rallied around. I remember texting you saying, pray, because I've got a 10 minute meeting with Nate, you know, to go a different, to go a different direction. And again, prior to everything being shut down, down by the by the governor, but um, within a matter of twenty four to forty eight hours, when we knew we were moving from um, a tr- you know even a hybrid model to an online, and then uh, many of you guys joined me, you know, it, you know, I want you to I want you to share a little bit about that meeting in my living room, <laughs> you know, as some of this planning came together to to make priority now, where priority now was birthed out of.
2: Well, gathering in anyone's living room. I think also gives a sense of intimacy and of belonging. And so as we prayed that day and as we talked through um, what we had heard at January board meeting and what we wanted the women to catch a glimpse of and us to catch a glimpse of, I think became so apparent because I think that the Holy Spirit showed up and began to lead. We knew it was bigger than what we could do. If you're talking tech-wise, we obviously knew <laughs> Bigger than what we could do. And boy, has um, Carmen and Pat and a lot of ladies and uh, Scott Boshy. A lot of people put in hours and hours and hours um, to make it possible. But I think that meeting right there, we began to see a spark of excitement that we knew we had to re-examine our work and the way we work and the way we're reaching out. Because the sad fact is, is that we really weren't reaching out like we should. We were busy doing our work, but at no other time has God slowed us down to pay attention to his word and what our work is really should be focused on of building the kingdom and making disciples who make disciples. We make disciples, but then I don't know that we disciple them as well as we should. And We wanted the women to catch a vision of that also.
1: I don't want us to lose sight of something that's been said here. Um, Carmen mentioned that we in January, a January board meeting got on our knees and prayed. We, you know, we prayed that God would would direct us and show us what priority could become. And then COVID came and and she mentioned again that she asked, she called on us to pray because she had a meeting with Nate, I believe it was, in, in 10 minutes and we needed to pray and even as Joe was speaking i thought you know we in that living room we met but we prayerfully sought what it was that god was going to have doing i think that the key in all of this is women getting together whether that's physically in a room or whether that's over the internet or however it is getting together and praying that god will move and mm-hmm. he does
0: i think that's been a fresh i must say a rediscovery for a lot of folks you know going through going through covid Um, So so I appreciate you pointing that out, Um, Jeanette. I know it's been fresh in my own life. You know, seeking God and you know, and, and taking His word and praying, praying His word. Um, I can remember um, when we took that plan. We knew we knew the governor had made the, the the decrees for the shutdowns, but the crown had not yet canceled the contract. And I remember them taking our plan, saying, "Okay, we're doing the journey. We're going on the journey because because this whole thing, if we've got to thrive, it's almost like it was customized to the woman to to be able to survive COVID and to come out." Um, not only bigger and better, but to come out stronger, ready to thrive, you know, really with the mentality of a warrior that not on my watch, you know, the, the enemy is not gaining any foothold on my watch. I can remember as we were taking those plans and and rolling them out, okay, this is how we're going to utilize this on day one, day two, and plan out the weeks. We finished And my phone rang and it was the crown to let me know that they were canceling the contract. You know, they had made the decisions. And I mean, it was just it was like revival, because we knew when it came time to open the doors and start to deliver the content, we knew God was so in it. And we just what I think you guys would agree. We were all just in a posture of watch him, watch him work, watch him work talk a little bit about the ladies because obviously we're real big about leadership development also, you know, in the, in the community. And, and here's good case studies of how that, you know, how we put those skills to, to work, but share a little bit. Cause you guys were so dedicated along with probably, you know, I mean, so many women, so many women are supporting, but tell the ladies a little bit about our war rooms, you know, and what those morning war rooms were like.
2: Well, the war rooms started at seven 30 each morning. And so uh... I thought it was an awesome way. Um, I would do my Bible reading first in prayer time and then come into war room with the other ladies. And it just expanded that time with the Lord. And yeah, we were busy working and doing logistical things and contacting people and uh, talking with our partners who would help us along this journey. It was setting apart this time to know that God had something planned. And so we were offering ourselves each morning to him with the plans and the logistical issues and everything that had to be worked out. And so it gave me a new appreciation for that time together. It got toward the end where we just got so excited. We were like, just, just do it. It should be time. And And, uh, so we, by the time priority came, I know I had such a feeling, I just like took a deep breath and thought, now I can receive. You know, we've poured this time in, God has been working, and now I can just, because normally I work the conference, and so I don't get to hear everything. And so it was just personally a blessing on that end, but I think also the blessing to share with all of the other ladies. It was like we were literally on the journey together. We were distance but not disengaged.
1: Mm. Like Jill said, the war room started early in the day and, and they really were a, a magnificent way for us to to gather together that small group and to to help to to think through the logistics and all of the the things that needed to go on in regards to both priority now and when the meeting itself would take place. Um, inserting a little bit of humor in that it's also kind of a good thing that Carmen had a meeting right after that Otherwise we might have stayed in those meetings because we would get going and it was like we didn't, we didn't really want to stop because we could see that God was moving from one thing to another and and so it became Exciting to see what was going to happen and then to have to pause because Carmen had somewhere else She needed to be and to pick it up again in the next day like Jill said it was exciting then to be able to also move toward priority and and I remember the sense of elation and knowing when that first session of priority went live and all of those weeks I guess it was that we had spent together in the war room um seeing them come to fruition I I squealed I mean I was that excited that I my men in my house probably thought I was crazy
0: (laughs) I don't think you were the only one Jeanette I remember when we did the closing session of course I was at the office you know so I could have good internet connection and the minute we clicked over, I, I was like on my feet, you know, hands in the air. It was just, just such a glorious moment and just trusting God with it. And to me... Um, There was just such a Henry Blackaby experiencing every morning, you know, where was God working and we would just move quickly and pivot quickly to follow him and just how he would line up the people that we would get a thought and say, well, let's reach out to them. And just just the hospitality and the graciousness of everybody that we called to to be part of or send in their videos and the recordings. It was just such a good just such a good opportunity. Now we're we're in you know we're nearing the end you know we officially wind down the conference and the availability of that here in a week you know the end of the end of June so we knew that next steps was important because priority not everybody can be at the conference and obviously we learned some things from that you know as we look at the surveys and stuff knowing that we probably will never be able to have only a live conference you know we we're going to have to offer you know some some online options. But I want you guys to, to talk a little bit about, there's two areas specifically that I that I want to talk a little bit about. And one is how God allowed us to um, really focus on our um, ethnicities, you know, the, um, you know, how we did the Korean track and the deaf track and, and, um, and our Hispanic track and, 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 you know, some of the thought that went into that and then how that goes into those next steps where, you know, that we use a convening opportunity to lead the ladies to go deeper in this area of leadership development and missions engagement.
2: Again, I wonder how many women just understand what it took to get those Hispanic track and Korean track. And it meant we reached out to another woman to say, hey. Will you be able to interpret this for us? And hours were spent to do that. But in person, it adds a whole different um, feel and a whole different set of logistics to do that. Whereas online, we were able to reach more people uh, than we probably ever had before. And so going forward with the next steps in that area, I think it brought me hope. I think we all have Our cultures are different enough sometimes that it kind of alienates us when we're all in this together, Mm -hmm. but I think that broke down some walls that needed to be broken down um, for that aspect of it. I think the leadership aspect of it should give more women hope also, because we didn't know what we were getting into We didn't know when we hit that button to go live the first time if it would all come together. We thought we had. We had done our homework. They had spent hours working on that. But, you know, when you take those steps of faith, if you've got that leadership around you and you've got that encouragement of other leaders also, it's easier to take those steps of faith. And isn't God good that he gives us those people in our path that can encourage us and can strengthen us and can walk alongside of us. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those options are available to the women who maybe they're in a small church and they say, I just can't do it all. Well, you know, you can't. And so that's where you take someone with you and you begin to mentor them and lead them as someone has led you.
0: Mm, that's good, Jill.
1: Not just the ethnicity uh, factor, but also the factor that we had several women, many women that were able to participate that had not been able to before because they could not physically go to the place where the meeting was going to be. And we heard of some that even this year had planned to come that it was going to be their first time. And they were able to connect in ways different maybe than they would have otherwise, but are so excited because they were still able to connect and then look forward to what will happen next year in regards to it. I think that one of the things about the ethnicity, and it's hard for me to, to really fully understand that because I didn't go into any of those uh, tracks. I don't understand other languages, so don't have that aspect. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like it made it easier for for those who speak a different language, whether that's um, sign language or Spanish or whatever language it is. To be able to actually fully participate in in hearing and seeing those sessions that they might not have been able to have if they had been physically at the crown and we'd been having the meeting there, I think going forward we're going to have to look at ways that we can that we can make that possible for them, because that's mm-hmm. an important part of who Illinois Baptist women are, and and we don't mm-hmm. want to lose that.
0: That is a really good point, Jeanette. And I think something that we're all learning is that um, we, have to, we have to create the not just the platforms, but it's got to be quality. You know, it, we can't just say, oh, this is a track and think that it's delivering. You know, we have to know what that end user needs. And that was a huge learning curve to me that it's not just, you know, that, that, well, let me say this, it was a huge learning curve to me that I'll be able to apply more effectively next year. Because it's not one size fits all. It's not all the same topics sometimes. You know, sometimes the actual breakout choices need to change based on what the need, you know, what the need of that particular group of leaders needs. Um, I'm excited because we put next steps in front of the ladies and one of those was to say a good first next step would be to participate in the leading, you know, the leadership 101, the leading self well online course. And we have, I think we have 45 women that are currently, we're in week three and we have 45 women that are currently participating in that course. And what really excites me is we have Hispanic and Korean leaders both in that, which means, you know, that, that we that group moved from priority into into an online class, which is fantastic because as we can start to identify those leaders, those are the ones that we can pull into the pipeline to help plan some of these events that we're we're talking about. And, you know, I don't want us to get lost on the word events because it's not just about throwing the party. You know, it's about what, what you know, what's the outcome that we're going for? And I go back to that verse, Revelations three one. Oh, I heard about you. You know, I heard about this. You. Your works were dead, you know, because it's like, OK, we had the party. But what's resulting out of that? You know, are we really pushing back darkness, darkness with that? Um, you know, when the walls dropped because we went online, it gave access. And of course, we told women, right? We empowered them. Here it is. Now you take it. You use it. You share it. And that's cooperative program. You know, it worked. And it has been such a blessing hearing how some of that has been shared out, um, especially to our um, a lot of our missionary friends and you know serving in in hard to reach places. And and getting some of those stories back in has just been so encouraging because um, when you watch where God takes it. And like you said, all of our speakers, you know, um um Dr. Orge, um Kimberly Sal, you know, I mean, here we took their content, right, and said, we're sharing it. And they were just also gracious. as like as much as you can get it out. That's a good thing. Well ladies, we only have a few more minutes, you know, so I, I want to ask you this question in closing. What would you tell? Cause because you guys are kind of you know you've had a seat at that table and that planning table, you know, for several years. And like I said, both of you guys have been around longer than me, you know, you know, coming into coming into Illinois in this row. Here we are opening back up, you know, the reopening, you know, I I won't say pandemics behind us because it's not, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm literally Jill, you're sitting in your office, you know, I mean, you're touching people's lives every day with what you do and and seeing real human needs, you know, as God has you positioned. What would you say to the woman in the local church? Um, What would you say to encourage her as I don't want to say as a potential next step, I just want to leave it open. What would you What would you say to her? And then um, I want you, if you will, share with the ladies what has God said to you through this whole journey.
2: I guess probably I would say first how God has dealt with me is I began to sense of am I closer today than I was yesterday, and if not, why? And I think that whole program pulled together the essence of the time I spent, the quality of time I spend in the Word and with the Lord. And the COVID mess, I call it, Mm -hmm. has been a blessing to me in disguise. I've expanded my time with the Lord because I don't have a 30-minute commute. And I've just sensed that He was in the fact of us slowing down to hear from him. And so for the lady in the pew who feels maybe, um, first of all, with us being able to finally get back to the pews um, just at, at, at a distance, take for every minute and every thought captive for him. Because when I sat at the piano the first Sunday, my congregation came back, and was playing and got to see them stand with their hands raised and worship the Lord, there's not a better sight. That's heaven. That's heaven on earth. And the only sad thing about that is, is there's a whole lot of people outside my church walls that don't experience that on a daily basis. And ladies, I feel time is short. I feel God gave us this time to take notice and to to concentrate on the fact that, behold, I'm coming soon. And so our time is short to reach those that do not know him. Our friends, our family, we have got to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we've got to do it now. And we've got to not be afraid of what someone will say to us or about us. We've got to live him and his truth. And we've got to do it now. we, We can't put it off. But time is fleeting.
1: One of the things that I've told myself often during this is none of this has been a surprise to God. You know, he knew what was going to be coming down. He knew that we were going to have to slow down and and to isolate ourselves for a period of time. And not that I think he orchestrated it, but I think he's taking advantage of that. And like Jill said, it's given us an opportunity to to be able to invest more time in him and and to to spend more time in personal worship. And that is an important part of what we do. I I can't carry a tune for anything. So if I'd have been there in Jill's church when she was playing with (laughs) him, I'd have had Quietly, but in the privacy of my own home, I can belt it out and, and I can worship God in ways that are just amazing. And so for me personally, um, being able to, to have this time of slowing down and not having anywhere I have to go, anything I really have to do outside of my, my time with him has, has been something that has grown within me a desire to be closer to him. And I think there are others of the, the ladies out there that probably feel some of that same thing. I also think that it's given us a new uh, perspective of what it means to go forward, where we're going to go from here. As we open up, as we go back to church, as we go back to the stores, as we go back to life as much like it was before as it can possibly be at this point, my prayer is that we will not lose sight of what God has done through us and for us in the midst of this slowing down period. That's
0: good. It just reminds me of Dr. Jeff Orge's words, right? God is more interested in doing in us than what He wants to do through us. Jeanette and Jill, thank you guys so much. I'm so glad. I just I wanted the ladies just to get a glimpse of behind the scenes because we are getting ready to close down Priority and and you know they have access. If somebody needs one of those recordings, we'll get that to them. But we do want to officially shut it down, you know, and kind of be ready to be ready to move forward. Ladies, for you guys listening in, you've heard them. God does not want you doing this journey alone. It's not the way he created us. And it's not the way we work as Illinois Baptist women. That's the beauty of the community. We're stronger together, sharing those resources. So if you're not connected with us, make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Illinois Baptist Women. Check out our website, um, IBSA backslash women, where you're going to see various resources. And the main thing, don't be scared to ask. You know, if God's brought an idea or something you're trying to get done and, and you just can't get it off, the ground or you're just having trouble thinking reach out to us that's what it means to be on the journey together so thanks for joining us this week and i'll see you at next week's podcast for priority now thank you for listening to the priority now podcast please continue to join us on the journey to know christ and make him known